Do you think peaceful? Are you sitting in your favorite lawn chair beside the lake watching a mountain scene? Or are you in a boat fishing and everything is surreal and just calm? What do you think of when you see hear that word, peace? And where does that peace come from? And where does the peace come from that we're going to talk about this morning? I went to the dictionary. It says, peace is a freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Calmness, calm, tranquility, state or period in which there is no war or war has just ended. But we all know that the war has ended for a lot of folks who are still at war within themselves. So, peace does not just apply to what's going on in the world or what's going on in our community, what's going on in our state, what's going on in our nation. It's way more than that. So, I'd like to begin by reading from... uh, Hebrews 13.20, I got so many of these, I don't know which one's which. That's not it. (laughs) Hebrews 13.20 says this. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So our God is a God of peace. And if you know anything about Other religions of the world, you know that their founders were not always, and most often were not at all, gods of peace. So then we see that God is a God of peace. Who is Jesus Christ then? 2 Thessalonians uh, 3.16 says this, and this is talking about Jesus. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. Did you catch that? Peace. He gives us peace at all times in every way. And you say, but I'm in the middle of a situation Where there is no peace. And maybe on the outside there isn't any peace. But Jesus is able to give us peace. He is the Lord of peace. Isaiah 9-2 says that he is also the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9-6. I I think I said 2, but... Isaiah 9, 6 says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. He is the Prince of Peace. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 76, verse 79, rather. Luke chapter 1. Wow, I'm really off here. Luke chapter 1, verse 79. That's not what I wanted. Oh, yes it is. Luke 1, verse 79 says, To give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, To guide our feet into the way of peace. And then in Isaiah 53, verse 1 through 5, Jesus brings us a peace through his atonement. And of course, we are celebrating his birth, but this is also part of the peace that he gives us now. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form of majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the, punish, was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And then we see in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 7, that he preached peace. Jesus himself preached peace in Ephesians Ephesians 2, verse 17. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then we are no longer strangers and aliens, but we are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. And you may wonder what that both means in verse 18. Through him we both have access. 
That was speaking to the Jew and to the Gentile. Because Paul was telling us that no longer do we have to be a Jew to be accepted into that uh, body of Christ. And then in Acts 10.12... Acts 10, I don't know where I'm getting these verses at. Acts 10, 36 is the verse. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. So, Jesus preached peace. And then in Isaiah... Chapter 52, verse 7. It talks about ministers who preach peace. Verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. And then we look at Luke chapter 2, verse 14, where the angels preached peace. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And then if you go to the uh, Galatians chapter 5, it tells us what the fruits of the Spirit are. And peace happens to be one of those as well. Galatians 5:22 and 23 But the fruit of the spirit Now, if you take that verse and don't read it yet, but work go back to verse 19 and it talks about the works of the flesh and you can compare those Verse 19 and 20, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And compare those to verse 22 and 23. When we have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
working in our lives. The fruit of that work is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. And then we want to go back to Isaiah again. One more time. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus Christ bring us peace. But we have a part to play in that. As this scripture tells us, we are to trust. I've known a lot of people who trust God until something drastic happens and then they lose that trust and become to the point where they feel like they can do it on their own better. And God is, or the scripture is saying here, (coughs) that is not the case. Trust in the Lord, even when it looks absolutely no hope, because there is hope. God has promised that. John 14, 27 is our next stop. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And then a couple chapters back farther in John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 33. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. We can look around us and see a culture, a country, a community in total chaos, in confusion. But that is not from God. It is not. He has never been a God of confusion. Philippians 4, 
7 through 9. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. (coughs) What do we think about during the day while we're doing what we have to do? Are we thinking about good and peaceable and honorable and excellent, commendable things? Or are we thinking about the trash that's going on around us? And you don't have to go very far to find something else to think about. Colossians 1.20 says, <coughs> And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. <coughs> Does that mean we're going to be at peace with everybody that we come in contact with? Absolutely not, because Satan is constantly working to keep us from sharing that peace with others, and he does not want that. He wants to have a world of confusion and chaos. And then the last one I have is Colossians 3, 15. Says this, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Paula called this morning and said, we need a closing song. And I said, I have no clue. I'm too concerned about everything else. And then I thought about last night, Diana was wanting to go see a movie. And it was called uh, Ring the Bells. I heard the bells. Got bells on it. Something. It's a sight and sound production. If you've ever seen a sight and sound production in Branson, you know they are high quality, but this was a movie instead. And talking about the author of the song, I heard the bells. And so I called Darla back in five minutes, and I said, do we have that song in our hymn? And she said, yes, we do. So we're going to sing that, but I want to... Go through a couple of the lines that are in this song. Because they they talk about this in the movie as well. Uh, it's, in, it's page 152 if you want to pick the red book up. 
Verse 3 says, And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Yet peal the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I believe we're going to sing that next.